Welcome to 12 Days of Marketing, where we share 12 special topics to help your business start the new year right. And now, your co-hosts of 12 Days of Marketing, Matt Halloran and Kirk Lowe. Hey, it's Kirk Lowe here from TopVisor Marketing. I'm your co-host for our um, podcast today, which is the 12 Days of Marketing series. I've got Matt Halloran with me today, as always, and Matt is going to talk about eight ways to retain your audience. And we, this is day eight of the 12 days of marketing. So Matt, thanks for being here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about retaining your audience today. Can you give us some key points? Yeah. So I think it's really important, whether you're doing email, text messaging, uh, newsletters, paper, uh, social media posts, podcasts, blogs, or videos, any way that you are, are going to work in 2020 to create an audience, there are really just a few things that you need to do to make sure that you're going to retain that audience. And we just did a, a podcast, Kirk and I, Day 7, and we talked a lot about tips for self-marketing. And uh, one of the big things that Kirk talked about was it's all about content. And that's really, really important. This is why weekly market commentaries, uh, canned newsletters that aren't personal to your specific niche and your area of expertise, it really doesn't do you any good. In fact, if you really look at your open rates on those, they're, they're pretty much abysmal. But if you're providing real valuable content, things that your audience truly wants to know about, and, and here's a good example, uh, one of the most uh, widely opened newsletters that we ever did uh, when, when I had my own coaching company, when I would help advisors, was personal stuff, right? Personal stuff about the team. So-and-so got married. So-and-so became a grandparent, you know, uh, even up to, you know, here are our favorite holiday recipes. It was crazy how many people would love to open that. So it's really all about content, and it can't always be about the one thing that most of you promote that is the last thing you want to talk about, which is what's going on in the market. Unless you are a third-party money manager or you're an investment manager, you do not do financial planning, you don't do anything like that. If you want to talk about the markets, then have your content be about the markets. But if you want to talk about planning and life and business owners and stuff like that, you have to change your content. Thoughts? Yeah, actually, I was just thinking, I'm just in the process of finishing an article or a blog post on how to, on which how to choose financial versus non-financial topics. Mm -hmm. So that's a little it's a little beyond what you just mentioned. But um, yeah, if you're if you're in the business, you need to be in your producing content. That content needs to be as interesting as possibly can be. It needs to prove your expertise, things like that. Yeah. So that that's a great way to retain people is being interesting. Yeah. Right? And being smart. Uh, no doubt about it. So you got to think, you know, ask yourself, are you doing those things? So how do you make something valuable, Matt? Like, you know, value is really important, but mm -hmm. how do advisors add value when they're producing content? Well, so one, it can't contribute to the noise, right? So it can't be the same crap that they can get anywhere else. And I'm going to go back to the markets as a great example. If I am somebody who's very interested in trading, um, I'm not going to go to you as my trader. Uh, I'm going to go to CNBC, or I'm going to go to Yahoo, or I'm going to go to MarketWatch, or I'm going to go to all of these other huge places. I'm going to watch Jim Cramer roll up his sleeves and yell at me for three hours. That's where I'm going to go, right? So it has to be valuable specifically to your niche. And Kirkman, I can't tell you enough. You know, we've, you and I have talked about this. Almost every guest that we've had in the last six months has specifically talked about how important it is to have a niche. And that's where you're going to provide value. So uh, here's a quick story, an example. Um, 
I, I work with a, a, a lady uh, who, who is a CDFA, right, which is a certified digital or certified divorce financial analyst. And uh, she's amazing, right? I absolutely love her dearly. She's just a, a wonderful human being. And all of her communication really talks just about that. But it's not just about the finance aspects of divorce. It's all of the things that go about divorce. So not only is she able to send it to prospects, but she's also to send that to all of her divorce attorneys she works with, estate planning attorneys, CPAs, priests, uh, rabbis, all of these people who deal with divorce, she has this magnificent network and they look to her as the person who provides them with great value. That's That to me is the way to just just flood your community with wonderful information. And again, just like we said in, in, in day seven, you got to give it away for free. Absolutely. So there's some other ideas here. Sometimes there's there's people in your network or community who can add value um, as well. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, this, that's a really great tactic. Yeah, this this is my favorite tactic, and this is what we've done to grow our business here at Top Advisor Marketing, uh, which is is have them on as guests. So it doesn't matter to us if you are a podcaster, blogger, video person, or whatever, right? Uh, we prefer podcasting as a medium because it's just a lot easier to use. Um, most people can execute it with no problem. But let's say let's say you're doing video. Dude, just grab your freaking iPhone, go to your divorce attorney friend or go to a divorce therapist and interview them for a short three to five minute video. Guess what? They're going to share it with everybody because it's basically a three to five minute commercial about how great they are. And you're going to share it with everybody. And it really shows how deep your network is. It, it's easy to do that on podcasts. Uh, we've got an entire podcast guest system uh, through our podcast coaching program that we have here that will walk you through step-by-step step how to get people on your podcast and get them to agree to share it. If you're doing a blog, you know what? How awesome is it to interview somebody for a blog? Those Just bring in your network. It's a great way for you to keep top of mind. It's a great way for you to say, hey, you know what? That last blog that I did, you know, when I interviewed Kirk Lowe and we talked about branding, that's one of the things that we got an enormous amount of attention. I hope you got a lot of attention too. You know, Mrs. Johnson, uh, uh, or, or in this case, Kirk Lowe, uh, I'd love to have you back on. Uh, we're going to use a different medium this time, which we're going to use podcasting or we're going to use, we're going to use, um, video, or if you're really stuck on writing and you absolutely love it and you're good at it, then I'm gonna have you back on my blog. So when you're, when you're interviewing guests, this is probably going a little deeper than you wanted to, but we're we're moving pretty quick here. How do you how do you get value from them? Because if you do start uh, conducting a podcast, for example, and your guest starts selling on the podcast, how do you you know how do advisors get a guest on and get the most out of them so that their audience can learn something? A lot of that is setting. That's a great question, Kirk. A lot of that is setting expectations on the front end, and that's part of our podcast system, our guest system. Uh, but if you don't want to use our stuff and you want to do it yourself, basically you just have to say, "Hey, look," um, and we'll use podcasting because that's our most familiar uh, uh, medium. At the end of the podcast. I will give you the opportunity to share your contact information. If you want to sell something, wait until the end. Um, we actually have an entire uh, expectation setting system that we use here to set expectations for our guests. Um, yeah. and, and actually, we're going to talk a little bit about we'll that. Some in insight one. on how an advisor might set some expectations with a guest so that um, 
so they can kind of figure this out on their own. Right. So number one, uh, ask their history. So that's your first question that you're always going to ask. Uh, and you're going to tell them that that's what you're going to do. Again, tell them that you, you know, they'll have an opportunity to sell at the end. And if they are selling, if you set the expectations up correctly, which is, you know, Kirk, if you hear me going, mm-hmm, oh, okay, I'm just quietly trying to cut you off because you're going in a direction uh, that we don't want to go in this podcast. Um, and then that way, you know, one, the editing team, if you have one, can take that out. But two, that notifies the client that this is your podcast and you have control over it. And that will keep them from selling. Now, here's the other thing, though. I have found our guests, um, our clients' guests don't sell. They don't. They're so excited about talking about how great they are and who they are, because everybody loves talking about themselves, right? That it just bypasses all of that stuff. And especially if you start off with the question of, tell me your history, how did you get to where you are today, which is my favorite question in the world, and then go from there, they're usually not going to get into a hardcore sales mode. And if they do, this is going to sound jerkish, but you just don't publish the podcast, right? You tell them, hey, look, we had some technical difficulties, or you were way too salesy. I can't edit that. or can't publish that. I'd love to have you back on and, and try again. So the idea here, the, the name of the podcast is Ways to Retain Your Audience. Yep. And, and a center of influence is part of your audience, right? So you've got prospects, you've got clients, mm -hmm. and you've got center of influence. So you want to be able to keep them in the game as much as you can. Yeah. And what we were just describing, in case we didn't give enough context to it, was that um, a, a center of influence can be a guest on your podcast. If they can add value to your clients, whether it's financial or non-financial, it's worth it's worth doing, but if you're going to do that, you got to set expectations with them that this is going to be, you know, given some tips on something. But um, you can also you also want to ask them about their business, and how they get into it, because sometimes there's some interesting stories there that gets people warmed up. They get passionate. And when people get warmed up, when you're the when you're the co-host, that's when you put them in a, a position to succeed, get them comfortable. Then you can start asking them things, and that's what Matt's talking about. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're going to talk about themselves in a not in a salesy way, but uh, this is why I got into the business. This is what what drives me in the business, things like that. So I, I, I want to make sure that everybody's clear yeah. about what Matt says. Get them talking about themselves. That he doesn't mean in a salesy way. Why you should work with me? It's a why I got into this business. What matters to me? You know, maybe who I who I who we help most, or who we like working with. And that just gets them warmed up, and, and then you can segue into some value. You can go to them beforehand, which is recommended, and say, what are, what are the hot things that you're talking about these days that you're educating clients? You seem to be educating clients on a lot that they, have, that they don't fully understand. Give me your, your top five myths, mistakes, mm -hmm. opportunities, ideas, whatever it is, and we'll talk about those. But warm them up before you jump into those. Um, cause we do this all the time. We have a different way to warm up, uh, and we're used to it, but they'll, it may, for them, it may be their first podcast they've ever done. Yeah. So we'll work on that. You, you talk about, um, some free stuff and giveaways and how to leverage that to retain your audience. You want to, uh, expand on that a little bit? A absolutely. You know, this isn't a Starbucks gift card or anything along those lines, even though surprisingly enough, that does get a lot of traction. Uh, this is giving away 
your thought leadership, giving away white papers, giving away your podcast, uh, giving away uh, opportunities to connect with other people. These are all the way giveaways have to be looked at differently. Um, you know, it's not that you're going to give them a free plan uh, because then they don't have any value in that plan or a, you know, Yes, you can give away a free consultation, but as Kirk said in the last podcast, you got to wait for that until that door is open. You can't do that right out of the get-go. But always try to find super, super deep, great opportunities to give them stuff that's valuable. And it's so much easier to do that when you're laser-focused on a niche. Like, here, here's a good example. Um Let's say you want to work with small business owners or even mid-sized business owners, and you're on Facebook and you're looking around and you notice that one of the people who you want to prospect is doing a giveaway, right? Maybe they're giving away, you know, you buy one window, you get nine free or some crap like that. Share that with your community and say, hey, look, this is uh, you know, this is, you know, a, a great person in our community. You know, we really, really like them. And, you know, we know that they do really good work. Uh, you know, I just wanted to share this and they're going to notice that. So those are the sorts of things that can make a huge difference. Now, you can also do that with charities. Uh, charities, it's really, really good. If there's a charity that you're connected with, that's a great way to do a giveaway. Give away other people's stuff because they're going to like it, and so is your audience. And then also if there's community events. Now, we do this uh, here with my my family. Uh, we're always sharing community events, uh, food trucks, uh, you know, different things that we love to do with our friends and family. Your business shouldn't be any different. Yeah. So... There's a, so we've got, we, we promised eight ways to, re, to retain your audience. So we've got, it's all about content. So produce good content. The second one is make sure that, um, that there's as much value as can be had and not just about financial planning. It could be non-financial stuff. Um, make sure it's about your niche so it's relevant. Include people in your podcast or make them feel part of it, especially centers of influence. You can interview clients about their business, you can't talk about uh, financial planning or portfolios or things like you do for them, but you can interview them about their successes in their business and what they've learned in their business and or the career, which is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So you can engage people in your podcast world as an example. Uh, another one that Matt just mentioned is connecting with listeners. So that would be number five. So, you know, talk about things, charitable events that are going on in the community, community events, Draw people into the world, show them that you care. That's a big one. And then giveaways. So look for things to add value to people through things that you've come across, offers, you know, maybe helping a local restaurant, helping a local, local charity, things like that, or things that you care deeply about. Maybe it's just getting people in to get a pair of um, socks with your, your podcast logo on them or something. <laughs> one of our clients actually did had socks done with his logo or the iconic part of his logo on the sock. And then you know, a couple other colors and, and uh, stripes in the sock and things like that. And there, and last time I saw him in, in New Jersey, when I was there visiting, he gave me a pair and I'm actually wearing them today. They <laughs> <laughs> got a big, uh, they got a big B on them. Yeah. So a mosaic, <coughs> pardon me, a mosaic B. Anyway, B is in the letter B. Um, so another one, is that I just thought of is to that you can expand the horizon. So like people are in their lanes in life, right? And sometimes you can bring ideas or concepts to them that they never maybe thought of, like a, like a working vacation. 
I, I just, I don't know why that came into my head, but maybe have somebody talk about things like that or, or going to a, a farm for a vacation. That's what you can do. Go to a farm and work for a vacation, like experience a whole different life. Have you ever heard of those working farms? Absolutely. Yeah. So introduce people to ideas or concepts that are, you think could be in their, in their world. Or in other words, if you're working with people who have a million dollars, don't bring on a guest to talk about, you know, $20 million yachts, but bring people in that expand their world and introduce them to stuff that maybe adds value to their lifestyle. Um, those are other things that you could do to retain your audience. Just keep them really interested in how much value you offer in other areas. There's probably some people listening to our podcast right now thinking, but I'm a financial advisor. Why would I talk about going on vacation to a hobby farm to work? And, and, and I, if the answer isn't obvious, you don't have to be just the financial guy. Like you have a life, you have interests, people have other interests than you. And if they position their wealth right, they can go do interesting things like that. They can feel less worried to go find those things. So introduce them to living um, if that suits your brand and make that one of your things. So we've got eight things now. We've got content, value, niche, uh, bring on guests or make them feel part of your, your content, connect with people expand the horizon, show you care, and then think about giving stuff away to people to, uh, to make them feel appreciated and to promote other interesting things in, in the community. So any, uh, any final thoughts? I guess I just kind of give those, didn't I? Yeah, you did. It was freaking awesome. That was a great closing, dude. <laughs> so um, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do. This was day eight of day 12, so we've got four more coming. Uh, see how good I am at math, Matt? That was great. And this was Matt and Kirk uh, from Top Advisor Marketing, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Brought to you by Top Advisor Marketing, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. <laughs> this was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.